Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Um, Bob Stoffer with you. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Um, and this text comes in. First time texter to the show. Well, thank you very much, says this texter from Edmonton. It's pretty crazy how calm Stuart Skinner seems in the net against high caliber teams. Good quality to have this close to the playoffs. And the texter adds, Bob, I got to ask you, did your heart stop for a second uh, when it looked like Derek Ryan took out McDavid after they collided last night? Oh, I was nervous. I was nervous. But he grabbed his shin pad. He didn't grab the top of his knee, which was interesting. Um, and Connor came back and got two more shifts. And he is tough. He has underrated uh, toughness. I mean, he, there are just some guys that know how to play through injuries. And, I mean, think of when McDavid uh, injured his shoulder uh, in, with the, the hit with Brandon Manning against the Flyers. That, that was, you know, he, he didn't whine on the ice. He, he got up, he skated off. He's a tough guy. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow Sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltap that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 till 10 p.m. We head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, and we welcome back one of the most former, uh, popular, former Edmonton Oilers players. He's now a Montreal-based media personality. The big man himself, speaking of tough, one of the toughest men in the history of the National Hockey League, reigning heavyweight champ for a number of years, George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How's everything on your side? Well, we, the, the Oilers just came back from 2 nothing down with Stuart Skinner having a tough night, giving up a couple bad goals early. He responded like a champ, and the Oilers came back and won a game 3-2 without McDavid and Drysaddle carrying them. So I can tell you right now, the fans at Edmonton are pretty excited. Should they be excited, George? Man, are you, like, kidding me? That big win against Boston? You know, usually when the others win, they need Meg David and Dry Saddle. When the supporting cast is helping you win games, those are the signs that you want to see before the playoff comes in. Because as you know, in the playoff, usually the top guys are neutralized. Uh, quite the, the thing is, it's never been the, the, the fact with McDavid that still average a point a game in the playoff. But if the supporting cast is waking up, and giving big wins, big games, big minutes to the Oilers, 
man, that team is going to be more balanced and a way better team for sure. Well, George, you look at it. Fogel's got 11 goals. McLeod's got 11 goals. Ryan's got 11 goals. Like, at least McLeod and Fogel occasionally get some power play time. Derek Ryan never gets any power play time. He, he plays 11 minutes a game. Costin has uh, 10 goals and is plus 12 this year when he's been in there, you know? So they've got, and then they pick up Bukestead, who's six foot six and a right shot faceoff guy, and he's got 14 goals on the season. So, the, and that's, you know, they don't, they don't even have Evander Kane and Kotter Yamamoto 100% running yet, right? Like those guys missed a lot of time. And then their top four guys, 54 for McDavid, 41 for Dreisaitl, 30 for r &H, and 29 for Hyman. Edmonton can score. I think we know that. So it's, you're bang on about the depth. I guess i got to ask you, goaltending, you know how important it is. You saw what Roley did for you back in 2006. Uh, Dwayne was, now was Dwayne a little bit fiery once in a while? Could he be a little bit emotional? Or did he keep it pretty even keeled? No, he was pretty quiet. He was a quiet guy, and uh, for a guy like me that was always rah-rah and always yelling and screaming, I was getting on his nerves sometimes. But, uh, you know, he was more in his bubble, kind of like Tommy Salo, more in his bubble. Uh, most goalie, actually, Bob, they're in a bubble like that. Like, you remember Ed Belfort? Ed Belfort was even worse. He was, he, 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 was, he was a different cat. I remember when we were playing the playoff against Dallas, uh, the whole Dallas team had to wait to go get the plane because Buffalo had to get his hour and a half massage. Like, some goalies are particular. And, you know, like, we don't care as long as they stop the puck. Um, I'm hearing that Campbell in the room is well-liked. He has a really good reputation. But Mark Messi wrote in his autobiography that, you know, if you're good in a room, stay in a room. We want warriors on the ice. And so far, he hasn't been. And as much as the death they have in forward is good, it's a big question mark in goal. Not saying that he can't do it, but one thing for sure, he could uh, buy, like, if he could, if he had good playoffs, he could, he could make us all forgive about the start that he had this year in that. All right. So, so George, that's Jack Campbell. But the reality is his Stuart Skinner, in your opinion, become the number one goalie of this team. Well, he could, but goal, that position, it takes years to mature. So Skinner is not ready to be a number one right now. Eventually, he could be. He could. This is if he keeps improving. But as you know, there's not a lot of Patrick Wilde or or, uh, or uh, Carey Price that, or Dominic Asik that ran the end of their career. They're, they're, they're studs, right? It's, it's hard. Well, Dominic Asik... George, Dominic Hasek was not a stud early in his career. He was oh, in okay, Chicago, but... and he was a disaster playing for Montreal. Oh, you're right. You're right. Patrick Wall was. You're right. When he came out of junior, yeah, you're right. Dominic Hasek came out later, and then the, uh, Chicago pretty much gave him a whistle. It was a bad example. But but uh, Price and Wall were example of yeah. guys really young starting out really early. And I just think Skinner is a big guy. He'll take a couple years. I hope he ends up being a legitimate number one, but it'll take a while. Do you like the fact last night that he had a tough first period? I mean, the first goal against on Marshawn was a bad goal, and then he gives the puck over with eight seconds left, and it ends up in the net with under a second left. Did you like how Skinner responded, and he stayed? He didn't give up anything else the rest of the way? I don't think Boston played great, and I think the Oilers were part of the reason why Boston didn't play great. 
but Skinner was composed, and he didn't give anything else up the rest of the way, George. Yeah, and that's a character of a, of a goaltending. is all about character, like it's all about mental. And sometimes when we get a little back goal, and you know the rest of the game, they're shaky because it affects them so much. We always talk about great goalie, how they have no emotion. They got scared against that it doesn't bother them. And it's like zero-zero mentality, even though they let a bad one in. So that is amazing that at such a young age that he's already able to mature that. But, but I'll tell you what, Bob, my heart almost stopped, though, when I saw Connor because when I watched that game and I saw uh, when he tumbled and then uh, and he went down, he grabbed his knee. It's crazy, but um, the, as you know, without Connor, you could say bye to everything. You can say bye, not just to have success in the playoff, but you, the others are out of the playoff as Connor gets hurt. And, and that's why every time he gets hit or something like that happens, it's always very scary. You know what's scary, George? Austin Matthews is a great player, okay? He is. Connor McDavid has twice as many points as him. Matthews has 62 points this season. Now, Matthews had a 60-goal campaign last year in 73 games. But in the 59 games that he's played this year, he's got 62 points. He's barely over a point per game. Connor has 124 points. It's ridiculous what we're watching, isn't it? Oh, man. It's, it, I don't know what else to, to add to, to what Connor is doing because he's growing his number every year. And, and it's crazy because despite the fact that he's dominating the league like that, when I see the polls about what player would you take in Game 7, I hear some ridiculous lineup as people would take McKinnon as a first center and this and that because he's won the cup. Like, I tell everyone, Connor is playing with Yamamoto, with with. With Pugliarvi, he's playing with... Imagine if he was in Colorado with McCarr, with, with Rantanen and Landeskog, how many points he would have. He, he, would, he would have 200 points. People don't understand the fact that Connor makes everything better in his line, as in Colorado, McKinnon is playing with amazing players. So there's no discussion in terms of who's the best time in the NHL and, and, and oh, the guy you want on the ice for Game 7. It's not even, the thing is, it's not even close. It doesn't even came close. And he's in a conversation right now to be one of the best players in the history of the NHL already, like period. There's no debate about that. And if people debate about it, it's because they don't like him, they're jealous of him. But, you know, he, there's no player in the NHL with that speed that haven't had a mix of that speed and hands coordination like this and vision. He has all three. We've all known some fast player in the NHL, but didn't have his hands. Some guys had good hands, but didn't have his speed. Some guys had good hands and speed, didn't have his vision. He, he's got it all. And this year, he wants to win the Rocket, so he's going to win it. I don't think he's going to win it again because he's more of a passing guy, set-up man. But like Crosby, in his career, he needs to win the Rocket once to show everyone that he can. But And if he wants to, he can. He just has, he's so fast that when he shoots, he can score. So... Um, is deceiving because another thing that people have to realize is that when he's on the ice, he's playing against the top line on the other team, the top defensive line, and the best D-man. And he has these numbers? Like, that's, that's just insane. Like, that's people knowing his speed and what he does, and when they're on the ice, I'm sorry, but there's nothing that they could do. There's nothing that they could do. Get a penalty, hold them, but if you do, he's, he's going to score on a power play. 
Well, and they they did some like they were bumping first shift of the game. I don't know if you saw it, but AJ Gurr gave him a cross check in the back. The Oilers got Kane back. They didn't have Costin dressed. I thought I thought somebody from Boston was going to go after DeHarnay. Nobody did. DeHarnay, as you know, George, at the end of the Boston game in Edmonton a week ago Monday. Boston ended up, Costin got a double minor high stick. Edmonton was down 5-4. And Yanmark got hauled down in the corner. And Dayarnay thought, okay, it's Hudson's Bay roll. And he two-handed uh, David Pasternak right in the back like hard. And I thought for sure, like they gave him a penalty. And then the Oilers, George, the Oilers almost scored 3v5. They put out McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nurse, and the and Boston left five forwards on the ice in the five-on-three, and Edmonton almost tied the game. But I thought for sure somebody in Boston would go after DeArnay. But you know what? Maybe guys think twice when they see a guy that's six foot six and two hundred and twenty-five pounds and looks like a Bond villain. And he, he has fought about fifteen times in the minors, but it's and you saw that he fought. Uh, 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 Arbor Jackai and Jackai got hurt in that fight. Yes, he, hasn't played since. he hasn't played since, and he's out for the rest he, of the season. But the thing, Bob, is yeah, Boston is not like he used to be. Uh, they used to be a really tough team, and they, it was the bread and butter. And you know, there's a code in the NHL, but if you have no one on your team to respect the code, uh, who's gonna go and talk to DRNA and gonna go get hurt? So that's why it's like it's still important to have a guy that could play and impose respect because if you don't, it's exactly what's going to happen. Darnay is going to have a boost now every time he plays the Bruins, the Boston, because he knows there's no one to answer the bell with him. And the others with Darnay and Dollar Nurse, they're pretty tough right there, and that's good. Like Montreal, Jack I brought a different dimension to the team. Even Cofield, when I was talking to him, he said that it was awesome to have him in the lineup because he looked after all of them. And now with, you know, Nurse and, and Baronet, it's good. It gives more room to the skill guys. And, you know, guys have to be careful with cheap shots if they don't want to mix it up with these guys. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, and then you got Evander Kane back in the lineup. George, Evander Kane fought Brady Kachuk with broken ribs. Think about that. Yeah, but, he had broken ribs. Yeah, and you know, uh, Evander Kane is important too, but if I was him, I would not fight till the end of the season because with the injuries that he had, you don't want him to get hurt again. You want him to get up to speed for the playoff. You want him to get in, play some good hockey, and get in a rhythm. So then when the playoff time comes at 100%, because it's going to be very physical, it's going to be very, his presence is going to be so important, and we need him at 100%. 
George, uh, we're going to switch focus. We spoke a bit about this earlier today. Uh, I, and uh, and by the way, it was great that uh, you called my house and Kathy was uh, warm with the phone call this morning. <laughs> she thought you were a telephone solicitor. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I called oh, at seven in, morning, seven in the morning your time. She said I was selling vacuum or whatever, so she started giving it to me on the phone because I was calling too early. But after you text me, I apologize. It's like, oh, George, I'm so sorry. Oh, that was the funniest thing. She's as tough as you are, man. That's funny. All right, that's a beauty. Uh, well, it's like the time you came and tried to drag me into the gym, and at the time... Uh, we had our, our nanny, and she's a wonderful lady, and she started screaming because you came out to the house. You said, Bob, get up. Get up out of bed. It's time to go to the gym. Yeah, yeah. There's this huge man in her house telling Bob to get That was pretty funny. Uh, all right. Hey, look, uh, you mentioned it uh, in, our, in our call earlier today. Alice Hemsky, and many people out there right now uh, would have seen this. It was a... It was translated uh, from Czech, just uh, a piece about Alish Hemsky and his post-career and, and that he dealt with issues like stress and talked a bit about living with Bruce Saville and how much he liked playing in Edmonton. And, um, uh, you know, he was he, he felt being under pressure. And he told a story about Chris Simon, too, and you sticking up for him with Chris Simon. And I remember you beat the snot out of Chris Simon. Do you remember when that went down? Yes, I do remember, and it's crazy because, first of all, when Hammer talked about stress, I didn't know. Uh, see how when you play in the NHL, you're supposed to act like a gladiator and nothing phases you? I played with him many years, and I never knew that uh, he was uh, living with this much stress. And I know when he was in Edmonton, he was supposed to be the next Minam Heyduk. So there's a lot of pressure on him. So sometimes you always think that pressure is on top guy, but... I remember Brisebois when he talked about it, Patrice Brisebois, he, he used to take pills because he was suffering depression in Montreal because he was getting booed. So skilled guys getting lots of pressure too. And uh, I didn't know about it when, uh, when, uh, about Hammer, but when he told, and you guys should look it up, it, it's shared on social media, but that story with Battle of Alberta, it's, it's awesome how he told that story. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, Chris Hammer kind of roughed him up, uh, roughed up, uh, um, you know, Hemsky on the ice Hammer. and uh, Hammer. And then Hammer's like, you know, he's a skilled guy. He didn't know what to do, right? And he's petrified. And uh, and I went up to him right away because it's not like Hammer would come up to me and whine that he's getting roughed up. I said, Hammer, don't worry, I'll take care of it. And uh, next face up, I went and, and I gave it to Simon. And I gave it to him so bad that Simon told Hemsky <laughs> that he was, he was going to pay for that as if he would have known that Hammer went up to me uh, to tell me to take care of it, right? Which is not what happened, but when he talked to Emsky again, um, you know, I told him, I said, I, I was with him on the, on, I was against him all game. I said, if you talk to him again, that wound that you have, is, you're going to have it on the other side of your head. So he didn't talk to him again, nothing happened, but uh, is that the way it was, man. Back then, um, you, you know, I was a tough guy, I was a protector, and I didn't want any of my teammates to get roughed up. And despite the fact that I was doing the job, Bob Stoffer still thought that I wasn't mean enough as a tough guy when I was fighting guys. <laughs> I love what you did with Chris Simon that time. That yeah, was, you, you know... Yeah but, yeah, but, yeah, but I got... It's crazy how, with all these fights I had in Edmonton and I was known I was the best heavyweight, not just you, 
But a lot of media in Edmonton were like, I'm too much of a nice guy. I'm fighting for a living. I'm killing guys. And if I kill somebody on the ice because I'm mean, Bob, I'm the one that has to live with it the rest of my life. Not you. I not know. the other media watching the game and criticizing the fact that I'm not bullying people enough. It's the toughest job in professional sport, and I'm respecting my peers that were doing it because most of them didn't like it either. And no, the goal is not to kill or embarrass anyone. It's to win. And how many faces that I've broken? How many guys that had to be tired after they fought with me? You know how shameful I felt about it? So to me, when people were saying I wasn't mean enough, I didn't care. Man, it was like, if I was like Dave Brown mentality, Bob, I would have killed someone. You might have, you might have killed somebody. Because you know I, I wasn't like that. Somebody, I did it because it was you my did job. Get but me you back, know. though, George. You, you, yeah. you did get me back with a great open ice hit. I first of all, I, I, only, I can't believe it. I only flew I, about 10. I, I got to tell you, I wasn't expecting to get hit, George. So yeah, I know. We're playing, we're playing some chips. We could have Go ahead. If we yeah, could've we could have put that video out, George. All the Bob State Bob Stoffer haters. There's even a couple of my own house, George. They'd love to see it as well and laugh at their yeah, dad getting but, knocked ass over tea kettle. But you know, well, you know uh, Bob, it was stupid of me to do that because it was very dangerous. It's a charity game. I got you right in the chest, your helmet flew near. If it was another media in Edmonton, I could have killed them. You you took it like a man. Uh, your helmet flew, and then you skated right up to me, and I thought you wanted to drop the glove. You were so mad. But you got up, and you went after me. If it wasn't other media, maybe they're they still on the ice today. I can't believe I did that, but it's almost like, you know, you've talked so much. You were hard on us a lot. You were, you were, what I respect, though, Bob, is that contrary to a lot of guys, you were hard on us, but you were in the room, and you were facing the same guy you were hard on. When you were hard on me, I remember one time you came in a room. I was mad at you. We sat and we talked for an hour. We talked it out. And you stood there and we talked and we explained our point. When some media, I hated it because they hid behind their mic. They never faced the music. And you always stood by your word, what you said. You're back in the room the next day and you look at the guy in the eye and you told it the way that it was, the way that it was. So, so that, I respected that about you because... That, that's a true media. People that are not behind, hiding behind what they're saying, knowing that the guy is waiting for you the next day. So I've always respected that. Well, you know, so, I George, I, day, I appreciate, I I appreciate that, George, but when it came yeah. to Hemsky, I was not one of the guys that was hard on Alish Hemsky. I liked Alish Hemsky. I, like, I was one of the guys that didn't worry that he wasn't always there available for, like, he was the best skilled player Edmonton had for 10 or 12 years. Like, and he was a courageous player and he took the puck hard to the hole and tried to create, like I have, and, and Alish has always done our show over the years. And, uh, you know, he did a, he did an autograph uh, thing with, uh, with Pro-Am Sports this summer. And I know that there was huge response, like for an entire generation in between say, Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messi in that era, and, and maybe up to Taylor Hall and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jordan Everly, Alish Hemsky might have been the best skilled player that the Oilers had. And he was tough in a different way because it takes courage to go to where he went to on the ice, doesn't it, George? Uh, no, it did because, um, you know, the way that, he, like, the Oilers for years, it's not like many other teams because 
when he was there, we didn't have any money, and we were a, a blue-collar team, playing four-line, everybody crashing, banging, finishing check, going in traffic. We didn't get help from the outside that came in other than 2006. We got help with Pranger. We made it to the Cup final. So Amski had to make his own room, and he was a skilled guy that, that had to create his own like his own scoring and skating through guys, playing through others' hockey, getting hit, taking hits. And when I was gone, when I was gone, because the others think it's thought that they didn't need a tough guy anymore, and you only realize the good thing you have when it's gone. I remember watching the other when I was gone, when you guys play in Minnesota, and he used to get rocked by Bougard all the time. And he never cowled down. He still played the game, tried to make plays, one time, Bugard almost took his head off, and he, he, he wasn't scared. He played, he took the hit like a man, and he kept playing, creating plays. He was amazing. He was not this type of skill player that would shut it down if they got hit. George, love having you on the show. Keep calling at 7 in the morning when I'm out in the East, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. That's awesome. But I won't do it anymore because I'm afraid of your wife now. Okay, well, so am I. That makes two of us. Great stuff, George. Thanks for the call. That is George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon. Uh, we want to tell you we're heading back to sunny California in April with New West tra Travel. Fly to L.A. You watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. That's New West Travel. Hockey package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott L.A. Live. Lower Bowl game tickets for both games and a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. For the California Hockey Tour, reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. It is 12.57. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update at this time with Kevin Robertson and at about 1.05. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for our friends at Ames Door Service. This is Oilers Now.